0: Hey, everyone. It gives me great pleasure to introduce this week's guest, Sean Kirk. Sean, how are you, mate? Good, Ian. How are you going? Really good. Uh, I love music. I love talking music. We're going to focus on some of your music today, but we're also going to talk more about your, your journey and your story. I know that there's like you're only at the start of your journey, and and um and there's more to come for your music. But there's certainly been some some big write-ups about your voice in particular, and and your unique style for someone so young. How does that sit with you? Like getting those sort of uh, what's the word uh, reviews, and then and then also like being held in that such high regard. How, do you, how does that feel to you?
1: I don't know. That's a that's a really heavy question to start with. Um I, I think uh maybe early on I, I took that stuff probably a lot more seriously than I needed to. Uh, these days I don't pay it as much attention probably. Like those are just other people's opinions and that's that's cool. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm it's it's great. Um and I'm, you know, uh really thankful for it. But um I think yeah one thing you learn as an artist over time is that is that the 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 more the more attention you pay to other people's opinions of you the more that it affects your art um and, and that, you, that that you've got to kind of walk this fine line of like you know obviously you know you want people's feedback and you want um you know to to know what other people are thinking or feeling about the stuff that you're doing but uh it, it, in terms of the art it, it's you've got to kind of guard that like inner um kind of uh just just protect that 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 inner um call it confidence i guess or just um freedom to just express yourself um in the way that you you want to express yourself and not get too influenced by by those those opinions um, of others because that can just be you know i'm sure every other artist that listens to this can totally relate to that time where they were writing this song and then someone said oh i don't like that lyric and then they just went oh this song's awful you know like um and it might have just been a really great song and one person didn't like a line like so be it like that's 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 called being human we're all different and that's that's a good thing um but i think it's just really important not even probably just as an artist just as an individual um to 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 know to know thyself really
0: beautiful um absolutely and i was thinking the same thing whether you're an artist or well, we're all artists in some form right finding your art key element but yeah just making those decisions from your heart and from that inner guidance, rather than being judged by others, yeah, that's fantastic. Still, nice to hear that occasionally, right?
1: Yeah, look, it is. Like I said, I'm thankful for it. Like, you know, and it's a massive compliment, and it's it's really cool, especially when you hear it from some of your heroes. Um, but yeah, it's 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 like I try to I try to kind of walk that neutral ground, you know, um, yeah. which I think is just. The way it's the what I've found personally to be the better approach in life, you know, when when you know life is kind of constantly doing this, the more you can kind of stay in the middle there, um, the healthier you'll feel in the long run.
0: Couldn't agree more, brilliant. It's that, um, getting that good mix between intuition and ego, I guess, the the logic mm. brain and the um, and the inspired brain, yeah. So, your full transparency. I didn't know a lot about you before I uh, we met online a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. <laughs> that's but, right. I have been, but I had been listening to your music for two weeks solid and I, I, it. I did it. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, some of the words in particular, and so one song I thought would be really cool for the listeners to hear more about, Black Dog. So. Mm. Am I reading this wrong? But is that reference to um, as in a mental health challenge? Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm not one of those artists that tries to hide absolutely everything behind a metaphor. If anything, I'm probably quite the opposite. I, 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 You know, especially in the last couple of years, I've probably, you know, ventured into just kind of being really upfront and honest. And yeah, that was one hundred percent. yeah, I went through this, this seriously heavy depression that almost took my life back in two thousand and kind of between two thousand fifteen and two thousand seventeen. Um, and that 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 song kind of um, was written in that that time. I remember exactly the, the place and time when I wrote it. You know, I was there's lyrics in there. Um, uh you know hiding behind closed blinds listen to the time go by literally I I remember sitting on I was in the cat I was sitting on a couch um at at an old house of mine and you know the blinds were closed it was perfectly sunny it was a beautiful summer's day outside blinds totally closed it was totally dark and you know um I was sat there in the in the quiet of just the, the time kind of ticking you know I could literally hear the clock just ticking that's and I was in just a really heavy despair at that moment and obviously just something came about and I felt inspired to write and, um, and that song eventuated from that.
0: Magic. And to me, most of the uh, music for me growing up that, that I was inspired by, a lot of it was inspired by darkness. It was... Mm. It's interesting how many breakup songs that we love, and how many uh, of those of those songs inspired by people's pain. But also, you've got songs there that that represent hope, right? Like even in the the actual title. So, yeah. so is that has that been a product of your journey to now have come out the other side of that? Is it is it just that light and dark, or is it just you know you write what what comes to you through inspiration?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's definitely something you know. I, I guess the the first person that comes to mind in terms of a songwriter that that kind of has that that approach um, is probably Springsteen, um, where you know there's some some really heavy content within his songs, or um, that you know leads to this message of hope, you know. Um, and even in Black Dog, you know, the, the last bridge in that is everything's going to be fine, you know. Um, yeah. uh, uh, and and yeah, I, I think that's probably given everything that I've been through since that time, um, and everything I've learnt, um, uh, it, it's actually made songwriting a lot more challenging because I've learned about I don't know if you 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 know you you know about trauma bonding and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's that's. That's essentially how us humans, especially in probably last you know, 100, 200, whatever years, we've learnt to bond is through trauma, yeah, and, and that that's actually not really very healthy, no. um, and and so uh, that's that's presented quite a challenge, is because that's that's all I ever really knew how to write about it was was pain and suffering, um, and the the actual healthy way to to get to to bond is is sure we've we've you know as humans we all go through trauma but how how do we how do we grow from it but you know how do we learn from it um, how do we how do we you know hold on to that hope through through those times that's um, that's that's presented quite a challenge uh, because I, I I don't want now to be that artist that just talks about all the pain and suffering without without a um a you know call it a positive conclusion to that or or lesson you know describing the lessons that have come from that um yeah, yeah so that's the challenge i face at the moment is is i'm, I'm really in this transition of like right I, Well, how do i transition from you know all this stuff that's so easy to just it's so easy to just write a song that's just all misery yeah um but how, how do i transition from that to um you know Kind of a message of um, you know lessons and, and and growth and and strength that comes from all this pain and, and misery over here and suffering.
0: Mm. I, if I look at it from a coaching perspective, when we when we talk about where we've come from and what we've experienced, but then at the same time we give people guidance on how we came out the other side of it. Mm. Um, I imagine it's that's the sort of thing that you're already playing with from the from the songs you've written. The thing that comes to mind is. You know, you hear some of the masters talk about how they wrote songs in fifteen minutes. Mm. How it's like it just flowed straight through them. My my sister's a musician. And she's talked about times where she's waking up from dreams and the song just is playing in her head, and she has to jump up and and straight away, you know, get it down and and get that information out. Do you have yeah. you had moments like that where you just suddenly like it's just the song almost writes itself?
1: Uh, yeah, constantly. Like I constantly, I've always had this thing where I can hear. I can just hear stuff in my head um, at any moment in time in the day. Um, or if I'm in the studio, you know, there'll be times where, you know, we might be playing back a track that we're recording and I'll actually hear a part that's not there. Like, um, and sometimes even to the point where I think we've already done that. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, you know, man, how, how good's that, you know, that guitar riff there? And the producer will look back and go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it's not even there, and I've had moments with producers where they've got the similar thing, and we both looked at each other and said, "Can you hear that?" And we both knew it wasn't there, but we can both hear it. Um, yeah, wow, wow! So I've, I've always, not to say I've always had that, but I think that's developed just over time through um exposure to—I call it exposure to—to to recording and writing and stuff like that. Um, but in terms of like writing really quickly, that's probably something that um, I think I've, I've probably, I, I, I'm, I really walk that line of perfectionism at times and it's something I've struggled with a lot. Yeah. Um, and so in terms of writing a song in 15 minutes, as much as I'd love to say, yes, I do that all the time, it's an absolute rare occurrence. Um, there, there'll be times I think I've learnt in, in more recent times that you know, to to just get into that moment of flow, right, yeah. right, 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 when it's there, is yeah. really really good. And working fast is really good. But I'll I'll often I'm I'm quite an editor. I'll go back and I'll edit and I'll I'll make sure you know is the is the message that I'm wanting to say here is it coming across, you know, clearly enough. Um, mm-hmm. Now whether that's a good or a bad thing I I still can't quite figure out. <laughs> Probably never will. <worked. laughs>
0: yeah well, well I'd be open to that being a possibility mm. uh, I, I, I'm in my head I go to uh, was, uh, Neil Finn talking to Denton a few years back and he was talking about better be home soon he said yes we had to tidy up a few things and some of the you know the, the finer points but the the main part of it was literally written in 15 minutes yes yeah, I can stuff. totally relate to that yeah 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 so I guess that's the the next thing for you is the perfectionism so so tell me about <laughs> that because i felt I felt that in my heart right like the perfectionism things uh is something that's obviously had an impact and so how was that mm. played out do you know do you sort of know like how that's stifled you in the past or is this just only played out in the music i th- I think um yeah I think i
1: like uh yeah, I think mainly in the music, it's probably just, it's just the e- easiest to see in music. Um, uh, I think I've always wanted to to be one of those really prolific writers that just, you know, is banging out a song every two weeks um, and releasing it. You know, like I look at like um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and all the stuff that they've done over the, you know the past five or however many years and they're just releasing albums every six months. It's freaking crazy. Like I wish I could do that. Um, uh, look, and I shouldn't even say I wish I should do. I could do that. I, I could do that if I <laughs> if I wanted to. Um, yeah. uh, that's what it really comes down to: is owning that that um, and and saying, "Well, I, I can make these changes if I want to, but how badly do I want to?" I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I think. Yeah. Going back to your question, it's most. It's definitely most um, evident within music, but it, it it absolutely plays out in in other areas of my life. You know, procrastination and um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. It's and, and and you know it all comes down to that very natural human quality of of worrying about what others think of us. You know, it's that 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 um yeah. that tribe um mentality of, of humans that we have, um, being the mammals that we
0: are. Yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned procrastination. It's, it's actually a conversation I've had three times at least this week. And the awareness that's come through the conversations is it's a form of avoidance mm. and the avoidance is usually twofold. The one that most can relate to, which is fear of failure, but also this fear of success because, mm-hmm. you know, like Australian culture in particular, like we keep our head below the parapet because if we stick it up, we'll get shot off and, and, and we'll get shot down if we get too big. You know, people want to yeah. – which is an endearing quality, but it's also not serving in so many ways in terms of us wanting to, to be at our best and to be able to have the impact that we want to have for ourselves, but also to, to be able to help others. So do you – does that resonate with you, like either of those, the, the, the fear of failure and fear of success, or is it sort of tilted one side or the other?
1: Definitely. I, I think, um, you know, uh, one, that that Australian culture of tall poppy syndrome is one of the most unhealthy, unhealthy, unhelpful um, things that we have stemming through our society. Um, yeah. You know, probably, I don't know, when that started. Yeah. Um, it's probably always been there, I guess, but that that is um, is really frustrating. I find that really frustrating. Yeah, that, um, and I've felt it myself as, as an artist. You know, even to the point where you know, prior to everything that's going on right now, the the game plan was right. We're getting out of Australia, um, and you know, distancing myself from that um, because there are stronger, healthier. Um, cultures across the world that will actually support, you know, what I would like to achieve. And um, yeah. and and so, you know, why, why you know, not that I don't love Australia and, and the people in it, but, you know, um, I'm human at the end of the day and I've got, you know, things I'd like to see and do and achieve. And, and to some point you've got to draw that line and say, well, you know, is this? Am I somewhat, you know, wasting my time here? And 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 is this the best use of my time? I should say. Is this is this right now the best use of my time to to stay here and keep on grinding away at this, this, um, the you know, the, it's no it's no secret that the Australian um, industry, music industry, is is a really challenging industry. I think the music industry as a whole is is challenging, but um, with that Australian culture um and you know the the obvious obvious like um kind of it feels like sometimes only the only one-way road to to really expand your career which is through um you know one radio station i think we all know which one it is um yeah i guess i guess you, you can't yeah like i said you can't help it it's there and go well maybe this isn't the best use of my time you know and and there is, there is you could, you could sit here and just rifle them off um, the amount of artists that have gone overseas, made it overseas, really had great success, and then Australia is willing to accept them and really brag about them. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, it's disappointing, I guess, mainly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me, the uh, eternal optimist, uh, to the point of fault at times, it's like, well, what an opportunity to, to change that culture. Through, mm. through all of our industries. He I don't know if you're familiar with Jimmy Jimmy Levy who who uh has got some pretty powerful songs at the moment and yeah. uh and like he's just been unashamedly himself. Like mm. he's getting copying heaps from all like from all angles but he's like well no I'm I'm singing about peace, I'm singing about love. He's he's singing about Christianity like that's his faith. Awesome. Yep. Like but the ripples that's having in terms of people inspiring some of the uh, i'm sorry adopting some of those songs as, as like anthems it's like yeah so powerful right
1: absolutely yeah and, and that's just and that's i think what the big challenge of all this this at the moment is 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 who's willing to to say you know what something doesn't feel right here for me
0: yeah and i'm gonna
1: own that and that's okay and people yeah. aren't gonna like it probably and that's okay yeah. Um, because that's them and this is me and I'm proud of me um, and, and that's nothing to be ashamed of uh, and people will try and shame me and that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to let them, that shame, you know, resonate with me. I'm, I'm going to just notice it for what it is and that's someone else's opinion of me but I know truly within myself who who I am and I'm going to stand by that.
0: Yeah, Awesome. Well, I was going to come to this further into the uh, interview, but see we've got here now. So one of the other things is that is that when you do stand up and you do start saying exactly that, this doesn't feel right, I'm not comfortable with this, you must just be blown away with the outpouring of support and goodwill you've got since you did post something like that. Uh, few weeks ago and just for those who don't know so sean had uh tour booked for early next year yeah yeah uh, and so basically took a stand and said i'm not going to be discriminating who can come to my show and if there are venues that are choosing to discriminate well then I'm I'm not going to be playing at those venues. And to me, like I, I just love that because at this time now we need to be creating more unity. We need to be coming together and creating this division and, and two different classes of people in this country. Like that's not right. So tell us a little bit about that journey and um and, and what's unfolded for you in a very short period of time since that post. It's been crazy. Um
1: yeah i guess uh i felt it kind of coming on for quite a while like i could see where we were heading um and you know i'm gonna let people make their own assumptions as to whether i you know what i've done medically over the last 12 months um that's fine i i I know that i don't actually have to reveal that to anyone and i don't think it actually helps to reveal that to anyone yeah so you guys can make your own judgment that's okay um I'm comfortable with that, um, but I think I just felt it coming on, and and you know in late October or whatever it was when it was you know it was confirmed at least here in Victoria that that we were stepping into a um, divided society structure um, that 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 just felt really awful and off to me, and I don't think that's me personally. I don't think that's acceptable in any um situation um yeah. and that people people's autonomy um is much more powerful um than or you know respecting people's autonomy creates a much more powerful society than than one that that kind of you know puts out um you know instructions um call it um and and, and so yeah i i had you know, a bunch of kind of shows. I, I was supposed to be going back to Canada in March um, and, and it kind of got down to crunch time and um, my agent over there kind of sent me a couple of emails, you know, saying, well, look, what are we doing here? What, what do we want to do? And I just said to him, I said, mate, this, this feels bigger than me. Um, this is bigger than my own. You know, I'd love to be back in Canada um, more than ever right now, but this is bigger than me. is bigger than my own wants and and desires and and i i need to step into this place um and and um just be true true to myself i think um for for the greater what i believe is is for the greater greater good of of everyone you know um i know that there are obviously people on the other side of that fence, call it, you know, a fence um, that, that, that feel completely the opposite. But the funny, the funny, um, uh, similarity that I see on both sides of each fence is that, is that, um, you know, on one side you have people who say, you know, we, we must protect the vulnerable um, in order to, you know to get back to normal and on the other side of the fence we have people saying that we must protect our uh bodily autonomy we must protect equality we must protect um you know or, or not um support division and so both of those those stances come from the same place which is love it's, it's absolute love yeah. yeah um and so I, I don't see any any need to kind of feel anger, you know, towards whoever at this time um, because I know that within us all is that, is that very human quality of love and that's where this all, you know, meets in the
0: middle. Um, 100%. And mm. uh, when we talk about emotions and love, there's like, at the essence, there's two emotions. It's love and fear and mm. When there's love and and there's light there's dark and there's fear and and that's they're coming from love but they're also laced heavily with everyone's own fears and everything that's sort of coming to the surface through this time it comes back to what you said when you were talking about the music it's coming back to balance that's the mm-hmm. place where we connect we connect yeah. in that place of balance and understanding how where other people are coming from and be able to move forward I, i've been i've got to be honest i've been really buoyed by that starting to happen and mm. people starting to, to change their tune and, and actually starting to realise that, no, we, we need to be finding a way for us to, to come together and move forward together because creating more division and creating more separation and, and segregation, we, we've tried that, like you said, for the last 200 years. Mm. It, hasn't, it hasn't worked. Yep. And so sometimes when you go through these storms, which you think are the worst things ever, end up being the best. And again, that's why all, all power to you for, for standing up and, and sharing that message of hope.
1: I 157.3% I uh, believe that, that all of this is, it's just from my own experiences with life, um, I guess, especially, you know, since that heavy depression that we talked about, this is all leading us to a, a better place. Yeah, I, I 100% uh, believe that, and and you know I understand how some people probably don't see that, um, but I w- I would encourage anyone out there that's in that headspace to really find the strength within you to to uh, to to um, hold on to that that possibility as, as as grip it as tightly as you possibly can because that's essentially what's going to get us through this is is you know, we are all spiritual beings and, and together, you know, our thoughts um, and our feelings um, all lead us, you know, if, if they are uh, a unified kind of um, feeling and thoughts, um, they, they can lead us to that place. Um, you know, every single thing that's ever been created in, in, in human history, you know, you'd call it universe, um, has, has started, you know, with, with a thought in, in yeah. the mind, you know, uh, this, this coffee cup, you know, that was someone saying, Hey, I think we're going to, you know, I think I could make that coffee cup. Like it didn't, it didn't just pop up out of nowhere. It was all, it was all through the power of the mind. Um, and so, um, I would just, yeah, really strongly encourage people not to, to lose, you know, that 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 keeping on holding on to hope song says it all. It's it's like it's okay to to have doubt. It's okay to have fear. That's all totally human. But don't let, don't, you know, just, you know, even if it's you're holding on by a thread, like you, you just, you keep on holding on and eventually that shit pulls you through.
0: Yeah. The other part of the holding on is um, being aware of how much you're holding on to the past, how much you're holding on to, the darkness tightly and Mm. if you can instead let go of that and and get a stronger hold well actually when you do let go you can get a stronger hold on on more of that light i really love that great share Mm. if we want to go deeper on that like uh from an evolutionary perspective like look how things have unfolded right like a thought that's turned to from a cell to or from an atom to a cell to whatever like whatever you believe in that but reading some of the um sort of uh the founding fathers of personal development like i'm thinking uh the science of getting rich uh what's his name wally t waddles um wallace sorry (laughs) call giving him an aussie nickname Um, (laughs) he he talked about this thinking stuff i think he actually used the word stuff and and everything comes everything comes from a thought yeah so the more we can think in that positive space and think about what's possible and, and hold on to that hope then yeah we we don't know what's possible Well, you think about for all of us when we were we were young kids and and we think about what were, what would be possible for us mainly we don't we couldn't have possibly imagined what we've achieved
1: yeah i, I, I actually think when we when we're in that um you know that younger age that's where we're at our most amazing um point you know um because because our imagination is running wild and and we do believe that just everything everything and anything is possible and somehow over time you know and maybe this is um this is through the current system that we have that that is really in question right now and and somehow through time that that imagination and that belief in ourselves and and what we're capable of seems to kind of you know fade away um, whether that's just through you know constantly kind of trying and getting knocked back or whatever, but um yeah, I think the more that we can adopt that childlike kind of approach and stay connected with that and we've all got it within us like it's just it's just having that awareness to go to go back there and yeah. and yeah. really embrace it uh, the more that we can we can hold on to that and and you know really, harness it um the the more amazing possibilities um that start to present themselves
0: absolutely and i love that uh i don't know if you hear probably can't steam train in the background like when does that ever happen but that that's a sound that just takes me straight back to that age right mm. um i'm still absolutely. a big kid uh but that just made me think of your music right like mm. i'm sure if you think about some of those like those things that you've written you're like wow that was amazing and that would have been in that playful like you talked about flow, but it's that playful, childlike state of trusting that intuition, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I could, you know, going back to, you know, the the amount of time that it takes to write a song, you know, when I was 20, 18, 19, you know, I I didn't think about that stuff. I just did it. And and I truly, I just thought it was the most amazing shit ever. So I put it out there. Like um, it's only over time as you kind of, you develop, I guess, that you, you start to, you know, uh, create that that perfectionism and all those those little things that kind of start to to hold you back a bit. like uh, I'm not by no means sitting here and, and saying that that I'm void of all these things I' 120 percent you know uh, struggle with them all um, but it's yeah. it's having that awareness that, that, that enough awareness to go okay cool like this this is happening and it's okay and accepting it. And then going right so how do i act moving you know how do i act moving forward like and it's just this constant push and pull like even i was you know just this week you know i've i've totally hit a wall um and and had to just step back and that's okay like step back and just regroup and re-energize that's that's all part of being human
0: yeah absolutely it's um when we develop those things we get in our own head that's where the the past trauma comes in and it's probably a good segue into what we were talking about before we came on, those sort of defining moments. And you were talking about those those first six or seven years of of life and how that is when our brain is such a sponge and we absorb so much. They they describe it as like we're almost in theta state constantly. So we're in that hypnosis stage, that ability to take on like Imagine if you'd learn how to play uh, music and sing in, in in those years, right? Like, what yeah. would, be, would be possible? So, tell tell us about what unfolded for you in those years, and then culminated at the age of seven, and how that has impacted you, and and probably what you talked about now, the perfectionism.
1: Yeah, I guess um, you know I had a pretty pretty you know standard. Um, middle-class kind of Australian upbringing, I guess. Like, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, we were, I had a hard childhood or anything. Like it was challenging, yes, but um, the, the, there's, you know, many people in, out in the world that have had it really hard and, and um, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that that's me. It's not, um, you know, I had, you know, two healthy parents um one being my father was probably, um, some more challenges on his hands and, and, you know, um, and yeah, I guess that, um, those, those kind of traumatic things that I'm sure have happened in his past, um, in some ways were, were, were passed, passed on. Um, uh, and so by the time I was seven, you know, parents, um, you know my wonderful mum had you know decided that she had to separate that that relationship um, not only for for her own good but for the good of her children Um, so they they divorced uh, when I was around seven it's not something I've talked about a huge amount um, mainly out of just respect um, for everyone else involved Um, and so I'm cautious as to what what is said in these conversations, um, but you know, that happened and it it greatly affected me, um, just purely because of the timing of it. Um, I had this, this great belief in my mind for a very, very long time that, that, um, that, uh, because the day that I remember my father backing down the driveway with all this stuff in, in, in his trailer, um, uh, between that that moment and the next moment that I saw him was my seventh birthday party so I believed for a very long time that that happened on my birthday Um, and so that you know for the next call it um, what two seven till only number of years ago probably the next 15 actually even 20 years Wow. My birthday then became, um, you know, not so much a celebration. It was, it was a morning for me. It was, it was um, this, as people were, you know, you know popping streamers and um, all that kind of thing, for me, I, I saw it as that this was the day that my father thought was the best to, day to, to up and leave and so that really, really challenged me for quite a long time. Um, and and thank and like I said, you know, it was it was that alone that that um, that belief alone that that almost ended my life a number of years ago. Now, um, but thankfully, you know, through reaching out and, and getting some some help with that, um, I've been able to kind of see it for what it is, and that there's no there's no true evidence that, that that is the case and that that's um, quite possibly a, um, a story that has been created within my head and that I can flip that story. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's the work we've done and that's been really, really helpful and, and the reason I sit here talking to you today.
0: Amazing. And I think that what you described there will help so many people because we have these moments from, from our childhood. Now, how, how on earth could that be possibly your fault, That what unfolded there? And yet the impact that that's had for you, for the, all the different things, and yet where do we end up going? In our own head, we beat ourselves up and we go, why can't I do this and why can't I do that? Why is this happening? That, that, that early time in our life where we are such sponges, all of those things, all those moments, some of them, meaningless to everyone else um but to us they just leave such a such a powerful mark on our on our whole personality and our, our behavior and value system and so it's no surprise that that sort of came to a head so before we get back more around more of that um childhood journey like what was the moment where you realized oh, i need to get help here like was it specifically around the birthday or was it what unfolded as a result of that, like, how did you come to that realization? I, I can't do this on my own.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was just getting to to a point of complete com- being completely unproductive um, in 2015, um, and there was a trigger. There was a trigger that came um, shortly before I got to that point. And maybe we'll, we'll talk on that at some point soon. But um, yeah, it was it was really just recognizing that. Um, I was I was at rock bottom, and that um, that I you know I needed I couldn't get out of this alone. I, I needed um, that help. Thankfully, um, I'd had you know throughout even early childhood um, around that that moment of um, my parents' divorce. I you know my mum had the intuition to to take me to. Um, to get helped with psychologists and stuff like that. So I I kind of was familiar with that process and, and not necessarily scared of it. Um, You know, don't get me wrong. Reaching out was, was one of the scariest
0: moments of of my life because at that point um, I, I,